Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the second evening service of Sunday the 2nd of May 2010. This service is the commissioning service for Sister Shelley Curtis as she leaves for her mission to Kenya. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Just two portions of scripture that I would like to, to read. The first one is taken from the book of Judges in the Old Testament. About a familiar individual. And as we begin in chapter 6, verse 11, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Amiazrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? Where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. The Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. Thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? He said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. The Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. He said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out and unto him under the oak and presented it. The angel of the Lord said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. The angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. When Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. The Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar, therefore unto the Lord, and called it, Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. And in verse 34 of that chapter he says, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abiezer was gathered after him. Gideon was given an impossible task. I guess that verse 14, we find this simple command which says, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. What was the might that Gideon had? What was the might that Gideon could possibly go in? 
Well, first of all, to to experience that might that Gideon was able to go in, then you have to have experienced what Brother Michael has already so clearly presented to us this evening. That's that you have to have a definite experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, not with some religion, not with just some kind of an, an emotional experience, but that experience must be with a person in Jesus Christ himself. And you going to that person and you giving your life to him and trusting by faith that what Jesus Christ accomplished for you on Calvary was sufficient. You've got to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're a child of God. But then you've got to know something else. He said there in verse 16, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee. You see, the first thing to go in this thy might is to know that you belong to God. But secondly, is to know that God is not sending you alone, that God has promised, just as he did with Gideon, I will be with you. And of course, I believe that in knowing those things, and first of all, knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, and knowing Jesus Christ, your Savior, having that confidence of knowing that God has promised, God is the one that called Gideon, God is the one that was sitting, sending Gideon, you see, that's the words that I would leave with my daughter this evening, just as God did with Gideon. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. It's not in her strength that she goes, but it's in the strength that can only come from the Lord. Gideon accomplished what was impossible. Matter of fact, he thought the task was impossible enough when he, when he started out with thousands, but when God kept whittling down till he only had 300, he did a job that would not have been possible with the 30,000. We know that God himself was the one that did the eliminating. But you see, the truth was that God can accomplish through any one of us his work if we, as again Michael has so clearly presented to us, if we're really willing. You know, what are we going to do with our life? Are we going to build our treasures and our privileges that we might have in this life alone? Or is it in walking with the Lord? How can a life truly best be spent? And of course, I guess that it's a special privilege for Shelley because this is something that she has been not only willing but desirous to do for the Lord for a long time. For God to open the door to give her the opportunity uh, to be able to use the gifting that God has blessed her with and being able to work with children, to be able to work with these children somewhere where that normally they don't have what we take for granted every day. They don't have these things around them all the time. And even the simplest things can mean so very, very much. But the truth is, is that as she goes for these next four months, I don't know what God's plan is and what he has in store, but I would remind her to go in the same might that Gideon went in. Doesn't matter what that Satan might bring against, doesn't matter what obstacles that there might be, the truth is, is that if she knows with all of her heart that she belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, and if she's going there knowing 
without any hesitation that it's God that's sending her and therefore God is going with her. He's the one that's promised to be her companion to the very end. To go in this thy might, the might that can only come from God, that God may accomplish and that therefore whatever is accomplished, he will receive the glory and the honor for it. And I believe that Michael also touched on something else, which is a passage that I would like to remind each and every one of us as a church. In Acts chapter 13, we find just in the first five verses of that chapter, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. When they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also joined to their minister, and you can continue to read on. The thing that I just want to remind us of this evening is, first of all, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain people. And it was out of those that were in the church that God chose to call some for a specific work to be accomplished somewhere else. Now, I make no bones about it that the leadership of this church decided a long time ago, you know, I thank God, even as the apostle Paul did, I thank God for the gospel being presented or preached anywhere, even when they've got the wrong motives and they may be doing a lot of things wrong. I thank God for the gospel going out. But it's our practice that in this work that we're talking about in the work of missions, that of the 16 or whatever missionaries the Lord has blessed us to be a part of, there are certain things, and one of the very important things to us is that these are ministries of local churches. They're not just some parachurch organization. And folks, there are a lot of churches. Parachurches means they're outside of the church that do some good work. But that's not the biblical way. God does his work through the church. And I thank God that in the years that God has allowed us to be here, you know, Shelley has very much been a part of that ministry. And the truth is, I've heard many, many, many years ago that you're making a big mistake if someone wants to go to the mission field somewhere because that there are all these that, that need to be saved and they're going there to be a witness and to win souls to Christ. If they're not doing anything in their local church, then they're not going to do anything there. You see, it was these that were busy that were doing something in the church. And God called them out from those. Sometimes as a church we say, wow, you know, we don't want this person to go and we're going to miss this person and we'll certainly miss Shelly around here. The, the Sunday school kids will miss her and we'll miss her in a musician and I thank God. You know that the truth is, is that all of us with all of our imperfections and if we're honest when we sang that song earlier, have I done my best for Jesus? None of us have done our best. But do we strive day by day 
to do more, to give ourselves to him, to truly let God do what he wants to do with our lives, to let go of it, to get our hands off of it. So I thank God that as Shelly goes forth, she's not just going out there on her own. She's been a part of this ministry. And God has called her to go do something else for these next four months. Now, there were in the church. And then notice, as they said down there, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. We can't do the calling. God's the one that must do the calling. If anything is to be accomplished, he's the one that does the call. But he calls them out of the church. But notice here, it was the church in verse 3, and when they fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they, the church, sent them away. God called them out of the church, those that were busy doing something within the church. And he called them and set them apart to do a work that he needed to be accomplished somewhere else. And then it was the church, fasting, praying, laying their hands upon them, which is what we're going to be doing here just in a few moments, that then sent them forth to accomplish that work. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you see, God's working through his church. It's God that will go with her just as he did with Gideon in the Old Testament, just as he did with Paul and Barnabas here. But as a church, we have a responsibility. She has a responsibility because she goes there. She's going as an ambassador, a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And she's going as a member, as a part of Bethel Free Baptist Church. And so it's important that she realize that it's God that has opened these doors, God that has laid it upon her heart to go and to do this work, that she go with God, desiring God's will to be accomplished and what he wants to do. And it's important that we as a church, that we pray. And that we earnestly pray. Many of you have, have given of your financial gifts to make this trip possible. And you know, for that as her dad, I, I am thankful and I know that she is from the depths of her heart. But those finances will do no good if we fail in staying upon our knees and praying and asking God's hand to be upon her. You know, in the one sense, I knew if I talked too long, I'd get in trouble. <laughs> I thank God, as we said this morning, for his gracious gift of the children that he gave my wife and I. How can you express that love for your own children? At the same time, and I, you know, pride is a dangerous thing, but it's particularly dangerous when you've got it in yourself. But I'm not ashamed to say this evening that I'm proud of Shelley for many things, as I am all of my children. But I'm especially proud of Shelley for the simple fact that, you know, through a lot of tough times when it would have been easier not to, in the flesh, sometimes when I know that it's been hard for her, she 
has tried to faithfully walk with the Lord. I can't, I could not express anything to you this evening, no matter what that any of my children might accomplish. They could be one of those that you're going to be going to the polls and voting for this next week. They could be one of those that have achieved great fame and fortune in the world's eyes. But nothing would make me more proud than just the simple fact of knowing that they're a child of God and that they're willing to walk with Him and to serve Him. Now, as a dad, I'll guarantee you, I'd a whole lot rather be getting on that airplane with her on Tuesday and going over there to look out, look, you know, just, just to watch out for her for these next four months. But as her dad and knowing the Lord, I'm just glad that the Lord has given her this opportunity. I'm glad that she's willing to do it. As Michael said earlier, she's not going on holiday. I hope she can see some things and experience some things while she's there that she wouldn't be able to experience anywhere else. But she's going there to work with these missionaries that God may use her in some way. And I pray that we can just pray for her as she goes, that she will just be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, letting God direct her steps while she is there and going in the might, the same might that Gideon went in, not having to be afraid. So Gideon, you know, don't fear. At the same time, recognizing that it's only God and God alone that can both protect her and use her and accomplish something through her life that she could never, ever, ever accomplish with. Doesn't matter how many schools you've gone to. Doesn't matter how many degrees you've got. None of those things will accomplish what God can accomplish through you. And so as a church this evening, I just like to do things. I'm, I'm a pretty simple-minded guy that, you know, when I read something in the Bible, I just like to do it the Bible way. And of course, as Shelley is being sent forth from this church for these next four months, then I want us just to practice what happened here. I want us here this evening, and of course, again, I would invite any of you. Many times, I think it's become almost a, a fearful word in our Baptist circles, this thing of fasting. <laughs> but fasting is biblical too. And there's times when it's good to fast. And it's not always just when we're in trouble ourselves that we really need to get through to God. But many times as we find here, I think they were serious about what they were doing and the prayers they were praying forth. So they fasted and prayed. The Bible says when they had laid their hands upon them and prayed, then they sent them out. And so this evening, as we commissioned Shelley to go forth from this church, because again, I believe that's the only biblical way that she'd be being sent forth from her church where she's already actively involved. And that's all that we mean when we talk about commissioning. It's that she's going with this church's not only saying, yes, go, but this church being committed to her. 
that we're going to support her and pray for her and be behind her all the way while she's there doing the Lord's work. And that's what this evening is really all about. And so we're going to pray that prayer in just a few moments. But I'm going to ask Shelly if she wants to come and say a word. And I know she's already expressed just like me. I dreaded having to try to say something because I knew I'd end up with runny eyes and runny nose and everything else. But uh, Shelly's going to come and just uh, just say a word to you before she goes. And then uh, as a church, we're going to, uh, to gather around and we're going to have prayer for her this evening before she goes. And, and it not just be the, the last prayer that we pray before we see her again in four months, uh, but the first of many prayers uh, as she sets out on this journey, not the first time we've prayed for, uh, but as we send her out from this place this evening, uh, many, many prayers to follow as we pray for her as God, as God goes there. So come on, darling. Well, everyone, um, as you know, this is not my uh, favorite thing to do. Um, I haven't really prepared much, so I'm just going to try and say a few things if I can get through it. Um, I did share probably about two months ago, sort of the beginning of this, and how that I've always felt that God had called me to do something. I just didn't know what it was, and I've been praying for a long time that God would show me and and lead me into the right um, to the right place. And um, about a year ago, we took missionaries on to Africa, which is a place that I'd always wanted to go. Um, but I didn't know if it was me wanting to go or God sending me. So I prayed and, and God supplied and opened the doors. And, and every step of the way, I just um, kept giving it back to God and asking him to show me. Um, and he has. He's provided so much for me. He's um, made every way possible in terms of work, financially, um, and just the support that everyone has shown, which has been amazing. And I, um, I can't thank you all enough. Um, God has shown me so much, even even taught me so much just leading up to this and how much faith that it requires. But I just need your prayers that God will use me. Um, sorry. I was reading the bulletin this morning. And on the back of it, it says, it's great to know Jesus. And it goes through my greatest gain. And I'm not going to read all of them, but it's just a few. It says, my greatest gain is Christ my Savior. My greatest goal is to glorify God. My greatest work to win souls for Christ. My greatest bargain the loss of all things to gain Christ. My greatest peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding. My greatest knowledge is to know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Um, I just wanted to read um, a couple of verses that are particularly special to me. Um, one was from Psalm 19, verse 14. And it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I know I couldn't be going without his strength. Um, and Second Peter 
verse 21. It says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. And the last one is First Peter 4. <clears throat> Verses, verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Um, I know that it's only through God that I can do anything while I'm in Africa. Um, and I just... I just want to thank you all again for, for all that you've done, for all the support and all the prayers that I know you have and will be doing. I know you'll be praying um, and financially what you've given. I just, um, I know God will bless you all for, for all that you've done. Thank you. Thank you.